There's all this legacy that all of us are going to leave behind to some degree. What do you say to somebody first joining the program? What are the, I don't want to give you all the secret sauce away, but what's the initial steps getting a middle-class millionaire? What's the first lesson you try to get people to understand when they become part of your organization? Well, I, you know, I think the the general idea is pretty simple. It's establishing an idea of your total picture. So if you're going to go on any kind of a trip, you've got to start with a baseline. You got to start where you're at, right? You, you right. have to know, you know, what, what your budgets are, what, what those things are. But most people focus on budgets in a constraining type of a way, uh, rather than trying to use them as baselines of ways to grow and launch off of. And so we teach, you know, you got to know where you're starting from because you baseline off of your productivity and not off of somebody else's. And, you know, a lot of guys will say, well, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing really good because I'm doing 10% better than Donnie is. And I'm doing a whole lot better. Well, we don't know if Donnie's doing, doing really that good. What if Donnie lost a half, half of his equity last year? Check, check. One, two, one, two. Turn it up. Turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning. The time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house. Buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now. Yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum in the house. What, what? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, that sultry voice you're hearing is my executive producer and all-around badass, the guy that makes it sound so good, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Hello there. You know, it's another day. We got a nice interview um, set up for today. So I always love when we can bring in other people and, um, you know, just kind of um, learn a little bit more about their perspective. So uh, yeah, man, ready to see what's up. Love it. Yeah. We got a great guest on the show today. Hey, listen, uh, before we get to the guests, though, just real quick, um, you know, just some housekeeping, you're going to want to join up with a foreclosure deals coach insiders group to learn more and, and experience more about these guests that we're bringing in. Um, you definitely want to check us out in that group. You can head out there. We're going to put the uh, link in the show notes right here in the show. But, you know, I want to make sure we use our time super effectively. We've got an all around badass with us today. Um, Mr. Another one? Joe Sugg- <laughs> no, I know two, two on one show. That's Man, this is, good. this is going to be a crazy one. A great show. We're going to talk about private finance. We're going to talk about an organization called Middle Class Millionaire. Lots of cool stuff to talk about. So let's not waste any time. I want to get right into it on the interview portion of it. Uh, Joe's a great guy. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. Can we get Joe in the room here, ladies and gentlemen? Joe, are you with us today? I am here. How are you doing, Donnie? Doing excellent, man. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for taking the time out to... uh, to join us today, the audience loves you, so that's super cool. I mean, we got this whole I love audience. I bring I my love own the plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, just a little background. Um, I met you, Joe, on the private money gold mine list. Now, um, this is an area just real quick for some background where people who are looking to lend private capital they put a listing on this site. I saw the listing on there. Um, I'm doing some fundraising right now for my team because we're trying to put together our lofty goal this year of 75 flips. Of course, we did 40 flips last year. So I found you because we needed some funding. We struck up a pretty incredible conversation, hooked up on Clubhouse. 
which we're now doing weekly. Uh, so do join us on our on the Clubhouse app. Uh, you can find me at Foreclosure Deals Coach. What's your handle on Clubhouse, Joe? MCM University. MCM University. So that stands for the Middle Class Millionaire, uh, which is your group that you're setting up. Can you just give us just a little background? Now they know how we've met. What is Middle Class Millionaire? What do you do? How do you help people through the MCM University? Tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. The Basically, I'm a former high net worth financial advisor that used to help people with everything from getting started all the way up to putting together a $750 million legacy plan. And so, you know, I do a lot of advanced strategies, advanced planning. And, you know, now I have been basically just doing private finance and private investments uh, for myself. And, you know, that's where you found me on uh, the private gold mine. And, uh, and so it was looking for opportunities along those lines about a year and a half ago, I really felt like um, I needed to transition my business. They say that you spend the first 40 years of your life uh, focusing on success and the the, the last 40 focusing on significance. And uh, yeah. and so, you know, you kind of get to the okay. place where you've got a lot of things going on, but it's, it's more about uh, helping other people than it is uh, really about making money. And um, money is obviously part of it. It's, it's part of going forward. But really, the, the main piece to it for me is finding people I can help. Uh, you know, I, I don't I know we don't have a whole lot of time here, but about three months ago, my dad passed. I'm sorry. And, uh, I'm sorry you, you know, it, it, it was really a, a tough thing for me to go through that, but it really emphasized the significance portion. Uh, my dad and I had a, a a really good relationship other than uh, the the last number of years that he lived he was dealing with some struggles financially um, and ended up you know really uh, when he died he was on social security and uh, that's tough for a guy like me because you know I'm sitting here going I could really help uh, but he was not interested in that for a lot of reasons. And most of that was fear. Uh, it was fear-based decisions and fear-based focus. Mm -hmm. And two days before he died, he, um, he called me and he said, um, he said, I want you to know that, um, that you were right. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh -huh. that wasn't the answer I wanted. That wasn't the uh -huh. thing I wanted uh -huh. to hear. Um, you know, he, he said, you were right. He said, I could not admit that I was fearful because if I did, that would mean I'd have to do something about it. But Amen. fear has really gripped me and I knew what I needed to do and I knew that I needed to to make some some decisions and some changes, but I just wasn't willing to do it. And I just want you to know you were right. And so middle class millionaire is really my effort to keep other people from having to deal with what my dad dealt with. And uh, it's my, my way to, to move forward and, and see what I can do to help other people not make those same mistakes. And uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. I love that, man. An incredible story. And I'm sorry for your loss with your dad. It, when you look at people who are, are basing fear-based decisions, especially in the finance space, you know, it's funny because my dad and I have a very similar paradigm where it's a constant discussion about stuff that he wishes he would do or stuff that he needs to do to create that legacy to leave on to the next generation. Obviously, I'm pretty well set. I've done well for myself, et cetera. But there's the grandkids, the great grandkids. There's all this legacy that all of us are going to leave behind to some degree. What do you say to somebody first joining the program? What are the I don't want to give you all the secret sauce away, but what's the initial steps getting a middle-class millionaire? What's the first lesson you try to get people to understand when they become part of your organization? 
Well, I, you know, I think the the general idea is pretty simple. It's establishing an idea of your total picture. So if you're going to go on any kind of a trip, you've got to start with a baseline. You got to start where you're at, right? You, you right. have to know, you know, what, what your budgets are, what, what those things are. But most people focus on budgets in a constraining type of a way, uh, rather than trying to use them as baselines of ways to grow and launch off of. And so we teach, you know, you got to know where you're starting from because you baseline off of your productivity, not off of somebody else's. And, you know, a lot of guys will say, well, I'm doing uh, I'm doing really good because I'm doing 10 percent better than Donnie is. And I'm doing a whole lot better. Well, we don't know if Donnie's doing doing really that good. What if Donnie lost a half half of his equity last year? You know, what if what, what if he's, he's lost everything and you're 10 percent better than that? Well, what, what does that sound like? It sounds a lot like the stock market in 2010 where everybody was saying, hey, I'm really outperforming the market. Right. And, you know, that's that's what they say is I'm, I'm outperforming the market. But that doesn't mean anything. We've got to baseline ourselves off, off of where we're at and then right. go from there. The second thing we got to focus on is our purpose. And when we focus on our purpose, now we've got to say, OK, where am I going and what is it based on? What's my why? And so I just shared my why with you. But if you don't understand your why, you're just bouncing from deal to deal to deal. And you're not focused on what's going to drive you in that motivation that's going to help you to, to go through things when you go through difficult stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I've been through difficult stuff. I know what that's like. I've got the scars to prove it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you sit there and say, where can I go? And, and that's kind of what, what happens in the middle of those two things. Now we got to focus on cash flow. We got to focus on revenue. We got to focus on opportunities that are out there. And that's why I love what you guys are doing and teaching people foreclosures and how, how those things go on is because that enables people to really start getting that cash flow working right. Absolutely. And you mentioned why is a real pressing thing. You know, we, we talked about our organizational why is to help people build freedom through real estate. Now, you know, what is freedom? Well, there's three types of freedom. You got your financial freedom, you've got your time freedom, you got your geographic freedom. But really what you're talking about is giving freedom. And that's, that's our fourth freedom as part of the group where you can give back more, you can do more. And giving doesn't necessarily mean money. Right. In a lot of cases, it sounds like you're, you're giving up a lot of your time, a lot of your knowledge, a lot of what you have to offer. And that's become kind of your purpose and passion that you've created largely through private investments. And I would imagine a big part of that would be the real estate piece. Right. Well, real estate's a big thing for me. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in real estate. And so, uh, you know, when I look at my own portfolio and where I'm at, it, and I'm very open and honest with with people where I'm at. In fact, a, a big part part of MCM is I'm going to give you the the guideline of you can take anywhere you want to go, and then I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. And this is exactly how I make a living because I think that's important to be transparent. There's a lot of guys out there, and you and I both know them, Donnie, that that are uh, you know the gurus out out there that are telling you do this and do that and do the other thing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is they're making all their money in coaching and right. uh, you know, they're, right. they're not actually doing any deals. And, uh, and so, you know, I think when you talk, start talking about real estate, that's a, a big piece of really the big picture, especially in this time of the economy, because if you look at where we're at, 
it's important that people understand real estate because it's a great hedge against inflation. And when you're printing money at the rate that Absolutely. we're printing money at right now, uh, we can't avoid inflation. And, and I got to be honest, when I look at it, I say we still have not really felt the entire effects from 2008. And so you know, they've kind of been kicking the can down the road for a long time now. Sure. And um, you know, at some point, that's going to catch up to us. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it, you talk about real estate as one component hedging against inflation, but the, the biggest inflation right now is in the real estate market. And as the federal government continues to print money at an alarming pace, I think we announced what another $1.9 trillion stimulus package hitting the market here. House prices are at all time highs. Interest rates are at all time lows. What we're, we're preaching here on foreclosure deals, coach, is to not buy a house, but to buy a deal, right? And that's the very essence of our organization. So I'm so glad you brought that up because we're teaching buying a foreclosure because foreclosures, I'm sure you'd agree with this, tend to be at the bottom of the market. It sounds like you've done a great deal of real estate investing in your space, Joe. Where where do you focus on on the real estate? Buy and hold, buy and flip. What what do you like to do as as far as that goes in, in the real estate space now? You know, it really depends on the timing of the market, right? It, it's not it's not a one size fits all. Uh, you know, for me right now, I'm focusing heavily on uh, preparing for opportunities on the creative finance spectrum, and so you know, finding people that maybe are upside down, maybe having challenges in refinancing because they've now been in forbearance for six months or a year, and mm-hmm. now they're going to have to try and refinance that property without any kind of income, and that's not going to work real well. And so, you know, assuming that they continue the the way that they've always done and, you know, there's no past performance doesn't always, you know, guarantee the success of the future, but it's a good indicator. It tells us kind of what's going on. And so, you know, looking at that, I think that that's really my focus right now. And, you know, you and I have talked about that, that there's a a good opportunity for what you're doing. And there's a good opportunity from a creative uh, finance standpoint, either moving things really quickly, kind of being in and out of the market or being something where you focus, uh, you know, more long term with you selling terms rather than than focusing on a long hold at the moment. Yeah, I love that. And creative finance is really going to take the charge here. And I tell you, my, my mentor, uh, you know, Mike Jake, he did a ton of creative finance, sub two deals. He was taught by a friend of yours as well, uh, Bill Bronchick, um, who we've been trying to get on the show, just having been able to get a scheduling workout that worked for both of us. But sub two deals are kind of a big thing right now and are going to become bigger. Would you agree with the, the interest rates as low as they are, being able to take over payments or kind of bail people out of existing debt as opposed to getting our own financing? I feel like that's going to be the next big millennium. So you have to be able to master the creative financing space. What's the marketing behind that today, though? How do you how do you attract when the market is this hot? How do you think you would go about attracting someone to to sell you a house subject to or to do a creative finance? So this is what stops most people is just figuring out how do I get people to actually do this? What's your thought on that? You know, I I teach a, a pitch called the make more money pitch. And, you know, when when you start looking at make more money, you have to from a sales perspective, uh, Zig Ziglar says that if you help enough other people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. And so you have to start looking at things and say, okay, what is it that a person selling their home in a market like this that isn't under duress? uh, What do they want? And what they want is they want to make more money. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. give, just give me, give me more money. And right. they're going to take whatever the highest offer is or whatever that looks like. And so what I do is I walk people through a process that teaches them how to see it, not just from a real estate sales perspective, but understanding how to take that asset of the real property itself and put it back in their portfolio and now look at it as an investment. When they buy that property, it's the greatest investment they ever made. Right. When they sell that property, what are they doing? They're looking at the liability. And so all they can do is feel the emotional stress and strain associated with that. And it really creates a burden. If we can take the emotion out of it. Now, a lot of these guys that are out there selling sub twos and whatever, they focus heavily on that emotion piece. And so mm -hmm. you know, they're really trying to, to turn the knife a little bit. But you can't do that in a market like we're in right now because Absolutely. you know they're sitting there saying, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you. Like, yeah, I, can, you I can put it on the market and it'll sell it an hour. Like, what do I need you for? Yeah. You're a crook. And, uh, you know, right. basically it, it takes you and makes you look like you have no integrity. And so what we do is we take it and say, okay, listen – I'm going to give you all of your options. In fact, I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm going to do it if I do it. And mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you all the process. And yep. you can even take what I tell you and go off and do it yourself without me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. Just like if you went and enlisted with a realtor. You know, right. you would be able to do that on your own. Now, you can sell it yourself. But the question is, do you know how? Right. And that's exactly what I tell them. This is exactly how you do it. Now, why would you do it with me? Well, I know how. Do you? Right. And, and do you want to learn it? Right? Do you want to go through all the rigmarole right. of figuring this thing out? Or would you rather just hand the keys over right now and I solve the problem? And we talk about that with our wholesalers all the time. We're not really in the house business, right? We're in the problem-solving business. Exactly. And the problem that people have varies all over the spectrum. But if you walk in with that mindset of you can net more money, and I can solve your problem, which is what it, you're, you're preaching here. I think that's that's why people are going to be attracted to want to work with you as opposed to figuring out, it out on their own. I absolutely love that. That's incredible. Um, talk to me about Middle Class Millionaire. What, what does the organization do? How will they get in touch with you? What, what is the basics of what you teach in that program? Well, they can find me on uh, Clubhouse, MCM University. Uh, they can find me at uh, mcmuniversity.com. Uh, and, you know, just make sure that you tell me uh, that you, you heard me here on, on the program and uh, I'll make sure that, that you're taken care of. And so, um, you know, when when you start looking at things, really what MCM University is, is more of a holistic approach to understanding how to plan your own financial plan. Uh, now, we're not financial advisors. We're not, uh, we're not trying to advise you or sell a specific financial product. Uh, really, my passion and my goal is that most people don't make good decisions because they don't even know the solutions. Perfect. And so when you, you start talking about uh, investing, they, they say, well, what's your favorite stock pick or what's your, your favorite mutual fund? Well, I don't do either. And so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a bad question for me. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you ask me, you know, what are the strategies? What are the opportunities? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to assess, are you currently playing checkers or chess? Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't play checkers, I play chess. And you know, chess is a little more complicated in that there's more moving pieces. But really, if you take each one of them individually, they're very simple. 
And they, they just, there's a lot of moving pieces, right? And right. so we have to understand the pieces, the tools, the, uh, the, the things that are happening and how the economy is working around what we're doing. And then we have to say, okay, where are we at in our cycle? Because some of us maybe have a lot of debt and we're going, okay, the debt feels overwhelming to me. How do I deal with that? Others are saying, okay, I don't have any debt. I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to expand. Okay, what does that look like? And then somewhere in between, you're kind of looking at things. The truth is, in both instances, the easiest way out of debt and the easiest way from not having anything is to get more income, get more revenue. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. we preach we preach heavily that the first thing you need to invest in is income. Yeah, and so about that in our sales meeting yesterday, uh, Donnie was kind of mentioning that, you know, uh, yeah, you know, scaling up what you're what you're going after, scaling up your dreams, and then from doing that, you have to scale up your income, and you know you gotta you gotta make more money to see a bigger change type of thing. Absolutely, you know, you sit there and say, I've I've got to get more income coming in because that's the only thing that's going to really solve the problem. You know, right. obviously, you can sit there and you can say, okay, well, I'm going to cut back on expenses, but that's a little bit like going on a starvation diet. Right. You know, you can sit there and you can do that for a while and you can lose some weight. But at some point, you got to start eating again. And right. when you start eating again, you're going to gain all that weight back. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a healthy guy here. I, I understand what all that's all about. I've been on starvation diets. <laughs> Me too, <for> sure. <laughs> the, the reality is this. We focus heavily on. Uh, trying to help people expand their horizons and grow. And, you know, when you focus on your debt and that's all you focus on, well, whatever you focus on expands. Uh, I'm a certified speaker, coach, and trainer with the John Maxwell team. And one of the things John Maxwell says is that if you focus on it, it expands. So if all you're focusing on is is the debt that you have, you're focusing on the problem. And that problem continues to expand because it's all you're focused on. Right. And and it, it creates additional challenges. And so even under that program, they, they quote that it takes 18 to 24 months minimum for most people to get to a place to where they're dead broke. And so you hear people jump on the radio. They hear hear people jump on all their casts and, and everything else. And they, they start screaming their freedom scream, I think is what they call it. And, you know, I'm debt free. And. Okay, mm-hmm. so all I really hear when I hear that is I'm dead broke. And, <laughs> you, you know, the, 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 it's like they, they've worked two years to be dead broke. And right. when guys come to me and they say, well, the program really worked for me. And, I, you know, I don't I, I struggle a little bit because I don't want to be negative. But, you know, the first question that comes to mind is. So how far are you from being dead broke? I'm just curious. Uh, you know, it, it's like that, that, that that's their goal. And so, <laughs> you know, if, if they sit there and they say, okay, the, I, I'm, this is really working for me, that's great. I'm just not interested in being there. In fact, if you go to any financial advisor out there, what they're going to do is they're going to step back and they're going to say, I don't care what you've been through up to this point. And they're going to say, I don't care how much debt you have. I don't care how much anything else that you have, because all we have to do is we have to grow moving forward. And so the only question I have, uh, you know, as a when those guys come in, we go into a, a financial advisor, the only question they have, I guess I should say, is how much money do you have to put into their plan? And there's a whole nother 
flip side of this, uh, you, when you start talking about that plan not being ideal for clients as well. And so, you know, when you start looking at the, the traditional uh, fin- financial advisor model, it's give me your money. You know, I'm going to, to put it into this well-diversified mutual fund portfolio, and then we're going to let it grow over time, and you're going to continue to contribute month over month. Right. Well, there's a reason why, and I don't know if you saw this stat, Donnie, that came out yesterday, that uh, currently uh, Americans in their 60s, the okay. average net worth is $600,000. Okay. Wow. Now, they think they're doing good. Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people would think 600000 is doing good. They're they're pretty close to retirement at 60 in their mind. And so right. if you start looking at, at 60, if you take a typical 4% model and you say, uh, I, I'm going to get a 4% income off of this $600,000, then how much money are they going to make a year? 4% would be 24000 a year. Is that good? No. I mean, not, you can't live on it. You can't That's poverty. That's poverty. And, and so- that that's where middle class millionaire comes from, because you know if you start looking at it from that perspective, in today's money, you need to be somewhere in the ballpark of three million dollars to live on six percent, to live on to live on four percent, because it's a four percent model. And right. so you know and the other thing that people are doing that's creating problems is they're going off a four percent model. They're saying, okay, I'm gonna save to four percent. Like you hear all these guys that are into um, to fire. Are you familiar with the fire movement? No, no. Tell me about that. Okay, so so the fire movement is financial independence, retire early, and so basically, in a nutshell, what they teach is that you hunker down, you keep your expenses low, um, you live live on the cheap, you, you can travel, you can do whatever, and you know you basically save up. Uh, to 25 times, which would be a 4% rule uh, of what you think you have expense-wise. Okay. The challenge with that is that over time, if you're going off of that 4% number, that number is growing each year because of inflation. Makes sense. And so when we start hitting big inflation numbers, that number is going to exponentially get get out of whack. And so if you're just taking little bits and pieces, you really need to understand the real estate. You need to understand some of these uh, these tools that are out there, uh, which is why I really appreciate what you guys do in teaching that in a, a really productive way. Uh, you've got to understand those tools and the specifics uh, to make it work. Yeah, I love that. I think the idea is taking the the fundamental idea of getting out of debt, the fundamental idea of uh, living on your retirement income, which should be everybody's goal, and actually making it actionable. You know, and I think that's where a lot of the self help financial gurus fall short. Right? Is they give you the just enough tools to be dangerous. We see that a ton in the real estate space too, in the coaching world, where you're getting just enough information to be a danger to yourself and perhaps others, but definitely not enough information to do a deal or set your financial retirement up. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. 
One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. So I guess middle-class millionaire is more the uh, spiritual-based hand-holding, I guess, kind of walking you through the process on a case-by-case. Is it one-on-one coaching? Is it group coaching? How, how's the format delivered? You know, I have done a lot of one-on-one coaching. And what I've found is that just generally people um, are not able to afford uh, one-on-one coaching. And, and honestly, where I'm at right now, I need to be able to make a bigger impact. And so we do mostly group coaching and, okay. uh, and monthly, monthly based group coaching. But, you know, really the whole thing is entrepreneurial minded, faith focused, purpose driven, uh, financial independence coaching is, is kind of how it comes down from okay. a mission standpoint. And so. When you look at the big picture, faith is a big thing for me. And so I, I don't try to hide that in any way, shape or form. If somebody doesn't have the same faith as I do, then that's OK. Uh, they don't have to. I, I'm not here trying to convert anybody to anything, but I'm just trying to be open and honest about who I am and what my passion is uh, from that side of things. Right. And you know, the, the, the reality is this. If, if the money concepts are, are sound, it doesn't really matter. And Amen. so I'll just speak to the faith thing for a second. In the, the church, there's a lot of broke people, uh, broken people teaching broke, uh, broke uh, theology and you know, kind of creating broke people. And so, you know, it's really, really creating problems from my perspective. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so uh, you know, that's that's a big piece of it is more of a, a holistic thing. And then putting people in position so that they understand, okay, now what do I want to get into? Do I want to get into foreclosures? Are foreclosures the thing that really makes sense for me in, in, in what I do? Okay, then now you have the overarching picture. If they're making bad decisions, so what happens is a lot of people tie up capital in ways that creates low efficiency. And okay. if you have low efficiency, that means you don't have access. And so right. you want to have access to your cash because the more access you have to your cash, the more access you have to opportunity. And yep. so when, uh, you know, when a guy like you comes on and they, they, you reach out to me, I need to have access to that cash. Otherwise, I won't know if, even if I love what you're doing, if I don't have the cash available, it doesn't really matter. That's right. And so, you know, there's a lot of training, teaching, educating out there, whether it be, uh, you know, home finance, whether it be uh, whatever it is, I, I'm a firm believer that every person out there is is a business owner. Yes. Now, right. you may be running your business okay. You may be running it, you know, uh, well, 
or you're, you're probably running that sucker in the ground because 95% of people or more don't even realize they're in business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know about your audience or who's out there, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say, well, I'm not in business because I don't have an entity. I'm not in business because I don't have the, right. the other pieces to the, the puzzle. I don't have a name, right. yeah, whatever it is. And the reality is this. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a logo. I, you know, I don't have a name. And so they think they're not in business. The reality is they're in business. They're just not structured well. Right. And and so if you if you're going to focus, you got to focus on the structure. You got to focus on what you're doing. I love that. Uh, that's so valid. And and I I would love people to get in touch with you once again. That's at at MCM University on Clubhouse. Really to go into more details about how Joe can help you with that. I want to segue over a little bit to the private finance because you touched on it a little bit, and I want to go a little deeper with that. So, quick background, okay? When you and I met, the idea was you've got private capital to lend somewhere between, without getting into details, most of the private guys are eight to twelve percent, somewhere in that line, and then you're lending it to a guy like myself who's investigating foreclosures or other distressed properties and making that itemized return. Turn. But you nailed something in there that if you're not liquid enough to do that, then when these opportunities present themselves, you're not going to be able to do that. What do you recommend on people getting liquid? Because I mean, some of my clients are using HELOCs on their properties. Others are using their IRA funds, et cetera. So they're basically borrowing money from the house at two or 3% and reinvesting in it 10 to 12% by investing with a private investor like myself and making a good amount of profit on it. But how do people in, in in your program or not in your program or just getting started, how did you get going in private finance where you're making these higher yield returns so you're not trying to live on 4%, but rather making a substantial yield on the capital that you do have available? How do you, how do you get started in that? So, you know, you just hit on about 15 different questions all at once. Um, <laughs> Good like that. <laughs> and and uh, the reality is we probably don't have time to go into it. But uh, what we do have time to understand is this. From a liquid standpoint, we need to understand when you're talking about investments, uh, there's different levels of investment. Right. And so, uh, you know, I call them above the line investments and below the line investments. And when you start talking about above the line, so what's the line? The line is what I would call IPOs, uh, initial public offerings. And so, you know, once you start talking about investing in a company, then IPO is kind of that line. So anything above that line, it would be above the line. And anything below that line is all the stuff that happens prior to it going public. Sure. Okay. Are you with me so far? So far. So, so you get people before they've gone public in general. Below the so, line would be so before what, they've gone public. So what happens is most people are investing above the line. And so right. they're investing in something like a IRA or a 401k or uh, you know something along those lines because they've been told that that's what, what's happened. And they've rolled it into an IRA, whether it's traditional or Roth. And they Perfect. take that and they, they say, okay, well, I'm going to invest in what's available. And what's available are stocks and bonds and mutual funds. Which is above right? the line because they've gone public. It's all above the line. And so what happens is they, they get real excited if they can get an investment. Well, I, I found out about this new IPO. Well, the reality is by the time a stock or a company gets to IPO, you have to understand what IPO means. IPO means somebody below the line is cashing out. Amen. A, a ton. They're cashing out a ton. They're about to get right. Right. 
they're about to get paid. They're, 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 that's why they're so excited about this IPO. It's not because they're excited to now be public. It's they're excited to get cashed out. That's and right. so they, they made an investment prior to that. So below that, you have ownership. So if, if I'm going to be an owner, operator, I'm the active owner of the company, that's kind of the most controlling position you can be in, right? So that's at the very bottom of the ladder. The next one up would be like angel investors. Okay. And that would be uh, something where you're investing into a, a company because you know the person, you know what's happening, you know what, what's going on. The next option up would be like venture capital, so more VC. Uh, mm -hmm. And so a lot of guys call that vulture capital. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you start looking at, at what that opportunity is and you say, okay, so above uh, the, the VC, now you have what are called syndicated opportunities. And so syndicated opportunities are things where you're talking about um, a private offering of stock into a company. So um, a lot of guys like you may syndicate an offering. So they may go out and raise money and say, uh, one guy that comes to mind off the top of my head is uh, Grant Cardone. So Grant Cardone initially was teaching people how to invest in uh he was teaching people how to invest more in apartments and, and that kind of thing, because that's what he does. Right. And, you know, as he, he got into it more, he realized, OK, most people don't know how to come up with this much cash and make these deals happen. And right. so he also realized he could make more money syndicating large deals and gathering capital than he could just uh you know, teaching somebody else how to do it. And so what he did is he started gathering assets and syndicating those offers. Well, is that a good thing to do? It depends. Do you want to be all the way at the bottom where you have to spend time and energy uh, trying to find out what that looks like? Or do you want to be the guy that's just investing into another opportunity? Absolutely. Well, it's right. if you start looking at above the line and below the line, there's opportunities in both sides. Above the line, what that's called is a REIT. And so it's called a real estate investment trust. And you can invest in that property or those, those opportunities. And that's above the line. And you're probably going to get somewhere, if you're really lucky, in the 5 to 8% range. That's right. And, that's if, if you're really lucky. Now, well. I can tell you, I can tell you that if you invest in those things at that point, you also have no stake in the game. You don't really have any recourse with the properties in most instances. You, you don't have a lot of control. It's above the line. And right. so when you start talking about private investing and what I do, I'm way, way, way down on the, the totem pole. So I want to be down either first position or right in that angel investor uh, type of a situation. Right. Where, where I'm coming in and saying, okay, I want to make sure that I can control what I'm doing. However, there's a lot of people who don't have the, the ideas uh, of maybe they don't have the experience yet. They don't have the understanding. They don't want to spend the time to learn how to do that. Well, the next best option would be to be some, somewhere in that syndication. And a lot of times syndication can either go directly with a, a company that's offering a, an offering or it can go through – Believe it or not, a lot of advisors actually offer syndicated offerings. In fact, I would tell you that if you don't have an advisor that is offering alternative investments, which is what it's called, it's alternative to uh, the stock market, right. then you know, then I would say you need to be careful about the advice you're getting because they just don't have the products available. And Absolutely. so- 
you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether it's a realtor, whether it's a financial advisor, whatever it is, if they are advising you only on the products that they have, then even if they call themselves a fiduciary, they're not giving you a total picture. It's a disservice at that point, right? Because at this point, your typical advisor is going to put you in mutual fund du jour, and you're going to make, as you talked about, 5 to 8% on a REIT. And yes, you're investing in real estate, but right across the street, in a, in a figurative sense, you've got offerings out there like investing with me and my private fund, where you could be making 10 to 12%, but if these advisors either won't recommend them or don't have those connections, they're kind of doing a disservice to their clients, right? Absolutely. Well, also, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who's uh, more direct, like, you know, somebody dealing with you or whoever, and I, I don't know what your specific offering is, but you asked me how, how I work, you know, when I come in and, and talk about, you know, the the opportunities, I'm wanting to make sure that I have the opportunity to come in and I have a little more control of where I'm at and, uh, and looking at the money. Now, obviously, a lot of guys come in at this level and they start saying, OK, well, I want to start acting like a venture capitalist and I, I want to start uh, putting things in position to where I have so much control. And I can tell you that if you only have a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever it is, or less, hundred thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars, you probably don't have enough assets to be able to uh, have that much control. And so there's all these moving pieces. And that's a big piece of what we teach from an MCM coaching standpoint is just walking people through how to understand all those moving pieces. So they have, they're armed with the information that they can put together their own plan that works where they're at. Now, if you're just getting started and you don't have $25,000 and, and you're going, man, I, I'm just out of luck. Well, that's okay. You know, I, I can tell you, and I know Donnie has, I, you know, I've been to the table and I've gone and I've bought real estate and, you know, I've had people write me checks at the closing table. Uh, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, you mentioned Bill Bronchek. Uh, I I had a closing with him where I literally showed up and and the uh, the buyer uh, came to the table with cash. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and and I'm not talking about like a little bit of cash. I'm talking about a lot of cash. That's and, awesome. Uh, you, you, it, it, it was a it was about a hundred grand worth of cash. And uh, wow. and and so as he pulls it out, he he opens up the the deal and he pulls it out and. Bill looks at me and I look at him and and he's like, well, gentlemen, you know what this is, don't you? I said, I said, I said, no, what is it? I actually don't know what this is. I didn't respond. Like, what's the right answer? Yeah, before I take this money, let me find out what this is. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm getting nervous, you know. I'm like, yeah. man, I, I, I'm not the Godfather or anything. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a guy, and right. uh, you know. He, and he says, "This, this gentleman is what's called MMDKA." Uh oh. And I said, MMDKA. He said, "Yeah, money, mama don't know about." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of that. Uh, money. That's I need, I need more money than that. <laughs> definitely, not, all definitely not. We're not over there. <laughs> I said, "Well, I don't know what you call it, but that's a lot of cash, and I got to leave here with it. I don't know what I'm gonna do." And, yeah. uh, <laughs> How'd you and close so, the deal? Did you guys convert it to something secured, or did you just take it? No, I just took the cash. That's awesome. 
We had a guy uh, open cash fifty grand once. I was like, you got to go get a cashier's check, dude. I'm not. I'm not taking that. Like, the title company's not going to take it. I'm not taking it. You got to. He was pretty upset. He said, well, my money, my cash is not good here. I go, with real estate transactions, generally, no. Generally, you got to convert it into something like an instrument. But, you know, good for you. I knew where he lived. <laughs> and he knew where you lived. It was actually more concerning at this point. The, the only person who doesn't know is mama, apparently. I don't know how, how, what's going on. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah, story. so, you, you know, there, there's lots of things out there, but the reality is, that um, you know you can can make money no matter how much money you have. It's just a matter of digging in and whatever your energy level is. So you know if you've got a bunch of money coming in, there's a lot of guys that say, uh, "Well, I, I love the, uh, the the method of you know being able to, to save money and just keep all the money coming in and lower my expenses." Well, that's great if you've got enough income to do that. Right. And uh, you know a lot of the guys teaching that. You know, you mentioned Ramsey. I mean, the guy has make he's making one hundred and twenty five million dollars a year through his his mm-hmm. solutions firm. And, you know, that's fine. I, I got no hate for him. I, you know, nope. uh, I, I'm proud of you, my friend. You know, yeah, tear it up. Uh, but, you know, you can't use the same methodology if you're not making seven figures, eight figures, nine figures that you would make, you know, making nothing. And so you've got to be able to, to really get yourself in position before right. you can start pulling back on, uh, on some of those other levers. What comes to mind when you, when you talk about private investments and, and, and doing that kind of thing. And I think, you know, why Dave obviously steers away from this a bit, uh, not that I want to make that Ramsey, but risk comes to mind. How, how do you mitigate, you know, you're, you're an early investor, this 50,000 or 25,000, whatever we're talking about really is your entire nest egg. You meet a guy like me. Okay. And I'm a private investor. I'm your fast talker. I've got, I've got all these deals underneath my belt. How, how does a guy make sure he's protected? And he's not going to lose. I mean, there's no, there's no guarantees in this game. But what, what are the ways to mitigate the risk for the private investor who wants to put some money in below the line investments in real estate? How do they know they can cover their butt? So the reality is I would not put 50 grand into a, a deal if that's all I had. Sure. Um, and so, you know, that's that's not wisdom. And so, um, you know, I think that you and, I, and you know, I know that you're the kind of guy that even if somebody came to you with that, you wouldn't take it. No, and I'm, so, I'm your uh, you know, no th- that's... That, that's not where where we're at and what we're doing. And so, you know, you've got to use some wisdom in that that type of a thing. What I would tell somebody, what I tell just about anybody is I learned this the hard way. I didn't know this until um, until I I got to a place to where I lost everything. But if you have less than fifty thousand dollars, you're bankrupt. <laughs> it's true. You're, you're bankrupt, my friend. I, I mean, it, it, I know that you haven't filed for bankruptcy protections, but you're bankrupt. Right. And, and so, you know, it's important for us to know that because we make bad decisions thinking, oh, I got myself a little nest egg. Well, right. no, you don't. You don't have anything. And so, you know, you have to start looking at that and saying, well, what are are the things that I'm going to invest in. And I would tell anybody who's looking at things at that level of under $50,000 or, or whatever, they need to be investing in income, not long-term investments, not yep. even investments that are going to lock them up for 30, 60, 90 days, even, uh, you know, they need to be in something that they can access 
pretty quickly and control. And so, you know, if that means you don't have the knowledge uh, that you need, invest in the knowledge. You yes. know, it, invest in things that are going to allow you to make that money. Then when those opportunities come up that Donnie says, I've got this opportunity, you can get in for 50 grand. Now you're in a position to where you can take advantage of that opportunity, but yes. you don't want to put yourself in a bad position. So that would be the first thing I'd say there. The second thing to answer your question on a bigger scale of how do you protect yourself you know, I think first of all, it goes back to what I just said. You need to understand what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and if you don't understand the deal, if you don't understand the investment, it's not a good investment for you. Um, you know, if you understand the moving pieces, you know, when I, I sat down and talked to Donnie, you know, he was talking about some of the opportunities he has. And, you know, I, I was looking at him and I said, listen, th this is, uh, you know, I, I understand what you're doing. You know, I understand what you're, you're doing, how it works and all the moving pieces. And so we could have an educated conversation right. about those moving pieces without feeling like, um, you know, anybody's going to get taken advantage of or there's any right. problems here. Or, you know, anybody's getting scammed. That's not what it's about. And anybody who tries to push you into that position is not looking out for your best interest. So, true. So, you know, I think that really what it comes down to is making sure that you have the education uh, to to move forward. Now, you may need a specialist to help you with things. You may need a coach to help you with things. You may need uh, somebody who can give you direction because I can tell you there are too many situations, solutions, opportunities available out there to understand them all. That's right. You know, you just, you're, you're not going to. And so what you have to do is you have to surround yourself with the proper team. I, I know that Donnie has an entire team around him that does real estate in all these different facets. So he doesn't have to be the best closing agent at the title company. He's got one of those. Right. You know, he, he's got somebody that, that can close that deal and, and make all that work. He doesn't have to be uh, the, the best at any given thing because he's got a whole team around him. He doesn't have to be the attorney. He doesn't have to know every legal in and out. You know, he, he doesn't have to know every language uh, thing that has to be in, in a contract. He's got people around him that can help with that. And I'm the same way. And so what I would say is make sure you have the right team around you. Invest yes. in that first. Then invest in income. And as you get more income to where your income is outpacing your obligations, now you can start looking at opportunities uh, for a bigger scale. I love that. I love that. Uh, incredible stuff today, Joe. Thank you so much for being on the show. We got we got a few minutes left. I want to just kind of open it up. Is there anything else you want to you want to bring up or tell people? I do want to give a lot of time that you can give your contact information, how people can get in touch with you. And we definitely want to connect people with that because I think it's a great great message that you're sending out there. You don't have to retire broke. You don't have to settle for above the line investment returns. There's lots of ways to get around that. I love to get them hooked up with you. How would one, what's the best way to get hold of you and start having that discussion about middle-class millionaire? Sure. You, you can, the best way to, is to go to the website, MCM University, um, and you can kind of see what's going on there. I, I'd love to have you on the journey with us and, uh, and see what's going on. Uh, we, we have a, a new 
training that that I, I've put together called Life on Purpose, and uh, we're going to be able to to teach you how to not just work through life uh, you know, by accident, but do it on purpose. So on the, the purpose that you're you're really geared towards, not my purpose, not somebody else's purpose. I believe wrong. that we're all called to to have our own purpose and our own direction, and, and we're here for a reason, and uh, it's not by accident. So. You know, really, that's that's a big piece of it. And then, you know, once the year to the website or, or Clubhouse, Instagram, you know, any any of the places there uh, you can you can find us on. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm in a lot of different places right now. But the reality is this. My heart is just to help. And, you know, if if I can help, just remember, it, you know, if you don't remember anything else, my name is Joe Sugg and I'm the Bible believing, freedom seeking, Jeep driving founder of middle class millionaire. <laughs> and, like and uh, you know, you know, our, our mission is to educate and empower entrepreneurial minded, faith focused, purpose driven people to achieve financial independence so that you can live your life on purpose and your God given passion rather than a, a life sucking paycheck. I love and that. so uh, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Incredible. It's incredible. And listen, guys, do reach out. Reach out to Joe. You can find him, like you said, a couple of places you mentioned to me, Chad. We would love to have you uh, back on the show again sometime, Joe, and just kind of sure. continue this journey. Um, but furthermore, you're also doing some live events right now, right? Are you doing some stuff here in town or where, where are you doing your events? You know, the event right now is... Uh, with all the, the COVID stuff, we were converting everything to uh, to virtual right now with uh, okay. life on purpose. But you know, we're also connecting with with other um, churches and, and people out there. So if anybody wants to to book something live and you're in a, a place right here, we're in Colorado, and so Colorado is pretty much locked down for live events uh, on any kind of scale, and so. You know, when you start talking about live events, if you're in Florida, if you're in uh, Texas or or one of these places that's open and, and you're interested in having uh, having me come out and and teach the life on purpose uh, process to your people, I'd love to do that. Uh, you can contact me through the, the website the same way. Excellent. Excellent. We'll Great. reach out and we'll get you set up with that. Any closing thoughts, Joe? Anything you want to add? Anything you want to tell the uh, listeners of Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast? I'm sure they've gotten a lot from today's show. But any closing thoughts before we wrap this thing up today? My, my, my final closing thought would just be to tell everybody you can do it. You know, no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, no matter what the challenges have been, no matter what the struggles have been, no matter what anybody else has told you, you're going to be okay. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that are uh, are stressed out about uh, relations between different types of people and uh, Republicans and Democrats and, uh, you know, white and black. And, you know, we're, we're sitting here and all of us are sitting here going, listen, it's going to be OK. Well, be we're not going to get hung up on that. Right. It's going to be OK. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm here to help you. I know Donnie's here to help you. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you guys. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, it's Thanks, Joe Sugg. So. Right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up out there for Mr. Sugg. Thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> Studio on is like, they're, love they're that. so energetic. <laughs> I love that they're always on. That just it makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for producing. Once again, John, Jonathan, thanks for doing all that you no do. Problem. This is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Join the Facebook group. Check us out. Reach out to Joe. Get more information about middle class millionaire and start changing your life through investing in foreclosure. But in the meantime, don't forget about our one thing that we remind you each and every single week while you're out there shopping. Don't you dare buy a house.
Buy a deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals, coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.